Welcome to Hello Health Today, where health is a leadership strategy. I'm Dr. Carmen Mohan. Today, I'm talking with my first guest in our Women at the Helm series, co-founder of the Lola, Eileen Lee, about women supporting women. I eventually noticed there were no women, moms, parents at the top. And how we don't always have the answers. I started kind of peeking behind the curtains and trying to figure out how do I navigate this world. But we're stronger together. No one's here for competition. There's enough room. There's kind of that abundant mindset. I have on conference call with me today one of the biggest champions I've met for women supporting women, Eileen Lee. Eileen is the co-founder of The Lola, a members club and community for women. The Lola's first location is in Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta, and digital memberships have just launched. Eileen previously co-founded Venture for America, a national nonprofit as its COO, is a recovered management consultant and native New Yorker who is raising her young family in Atlanta. Eileen, thanks so much for making the time to chat with me today. Thank you, Carmen. I'm so excited to be here. You've been a proponent of women supporting women pretty much all of your life. How did you become so fierce about women? Um, I wish I could say that it was all planned, but (laughs) I have to say I probably started off my career being pretty naive in how to navigate the workplace. I started off in the corporate world and um, had had a lot of failures and, and really valuable experiences where I eventually noticed, gosh, it's still really hard for women. I think in particular for consulting, we traveled full time. There were no women, moms, parents at the top. And so slowly, I think I started kind of peeking behind the curtains and trying to figure out how do I navigate this world as a woman who wants to eventually start a family and how do I support myself and others in doing that? And um, after I left the corporate world and I entered the startup world, same problems, (laughs) different challenges, um, really just, it gave me kind of an increasing uh, desire to want to want to do something to, to help change that. I remember when we first met, the Lola was just getting started and you had a brightness in your eyes that let everyone know you were going to make it happen. What is the Lola and what do you see it becoming? Um, gosh, I do remember that conversation because I think we were at, <laughs> at Proof Bake Shop <laughs> over yeah. coffee um, before we, you know, probably raised any money and, and picked our location. Um, selfishly, I was at the stage where I wanted to start. A, I think I was, was I pregnant? I can't remember. <laughs> I had just had my first kid. You had just had <laughs> baby number one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Martine, my co-founder and I would, you know, constantly joke around that we both ha- are juggling, you know, newborns and toddlers and, and work and wanting to find a meaningful career. If we can't figure it out on our, on ourselves, how do we, you know, better support women and set out to do what we want to do in our business. We definitely saw an opportunity. We spoke to so many women in Atlanta when we first got started. I think the first year we talked to a little over 3,500 professional women. Wait, 3,500. We did focus groups. We sent out surveys. Anybody that would talk to us, we asked them to host their network. So it was a lot of just pitching the idea and it evolved over time. It's kind of funny to, to look back at some of the original focus group questions where it was, you know, the physical space was really stressed and some women were like, 
when I come into the Lola, I want to take off my heels. I want to walk on pillows and, you know, oh, kind of make too. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want to walk on pillows. <laughs> so it was, it was really fun to hear, but obviously we had to prioritize, you know, <laughs> what we were going to deliver on. Um, but it became very clear after talking to so many women that Atlanta lacked a space that a physical space and a community that was, you know, inclusive to women of all ages, industries, backgrounds, races, and um, really looked to support our unique needs because the fact of the matter is the workplace is still very much catered towards men, even the physical aspects. We talk about the temperature in the office, the weight of the doors, et cetera. It is so, so cold in my <laughs> office. <laughs> yeah, so we were really excited. Um, it was just, you know, it was just a matter of, of making kind of, getting buy-in from our early adopters, raising some money for the space. But um, yeah, I definitely feel like the more we talked to more women in Atlanta, the conviction um, was there and it continued to increase. So where do you see this amazing, I'm going to call it a club for women. Where do you see it going from here? Because now now it is rocking and rolling from, I want to say our conversation was, three or four years ago. I mean, 2020 feels like five years. So it wasn't 10 years ago. It was only four. You know, where is it going to go from here? Well, with the launch of digital memberships, and we certainly accelerated that (laughs) during the pandemic, um, our hope is that we, you know, we can reach more women who are looking to get the support and the connection and the collaboration from women. We definitely stress that it's, you know, no one's here for competition. There's enough room. There's kind of that abundant mindset versus the scarcity mindset that we're so used to. And, um, you know, success looks different for all of us. So um, we're through the digital membership, we're excited to do a lot of programming and content around um, getting to know yourself, personal, professional goal setting, using the group and the community for accountability support. If you need to hire someone, work with someone, you know, look no further. We have those resources in front of you and everyone, all the members that we've had um, are just so excited to, to uplift others. And if anything, the the more experienced ones want to make sure that the younger ones don't make the same mistakes. Um, and, you know, it's a challenging world, especially after 2020, particularly for working women. How do we all come together and better support each other? Oh, and the the energy of this group of ladies is just palpable. I mean, even even through the screen, it's palpable. So full disclosure, I was a founding member of the Lola, but I had to cancel my membership when COVID turned my world upside down along with everybody else's. Um, and now I'm thrilled to rejoin with a digital membership. And I hope some of this listening audience will consider doing the same. Um, Eileen, I believe that on the other side of these challenging times is more confidence in ourselves. I bet having Lola members supporting one another makes a big difference for you right now. Oh, definitely. Um, You know, not going to lie, 2020 was really tough with memberships and being able to support people the way that we wanted to because so many um, had to take a step back to be caretakers um, homeschoolers or, you know, they were, you know, compromised or didn't feel comfortable coming out. So it was, it was a very challenging year, but if anything, it definitely, um, brought out the best in, in the members that stayed with us and the ones that stayed in touch, um, which has been really, really amazing. That's something that we didn't necessarily expect because it's so hard for everyone financially, but, um, we're here, you know, we, we were able, we were able to survive. And if anything, we feel like we're coming out, um, for the better. 
You've been a host for Hello Health, most recently our Leaders Under Fire mini workshop, but you know you were one of the first to also host Master the Restart, which is really important, I think, this year. Have you noticed an impact of our programs on your particular audience? Absolutely, especially the Master the Restart, because that was before we even uh, launched our physical location. And yeah. um, I don't know what timing was perfect. The presentation was wonderful. It was over cocktails. Um, everybody really enjoyed it. But we uh, in our community, um, hopefully you'll be proud to hear this, Carmen, but we constantly talk about um that like February 15th when we're making New Year's goals and the six-week kind of reassessment. Um, I think that that was mind-blowing to so many of us. So just knowing that, you know, resolutions, goals, intentions, whatever you want to call it, you can't just – the the simple graph of it not being a consistent um, line going upwards, it was was incredibly lightning for, for our members in our community. Oh, I'm so glad. So what Eileen's referring to, y'all, is in Master the Restart, we we quote the stat that by February 15th, 80% of Americans have fallen off the bandwagon in terms of intentions that they set for themselves at the beginning of a fresh new year or even their New Year's resolutions. So with Master the Restart, what we're advocating for is not to expect yourself to be perfect, to expect that there will be obstacles and to get back on track. And having support for that really makes a difference and having reminders for that really make a difference also. So what I like about the Lola is all of my inspiration doesn't have to come from me. Um, and there's all these other women who are energized behind it. So I kind of steal theirs or I borrow it and then I return it when I've got enough. <laughs> I, I mean, the simple um, thing that you said that like, progress is not linear and start where you are, like actually start where you are versus where you were 10 or 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, where I know I'm constantly reminded by that. And I say that I like preach it to other people and they're like, yeah, oh, okay. Good. I'm like, yeah, but like really think about that and what that means. <laughs> My work here is done. <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was very impactful. So by chance, could we get a sneak peek into upcoming programs at the Lola Online in particular? Yeah. Yeah. We're really excited to roll out a whole new calendar this year. Um, Last year, we would do five to seven virtual events a week, which was a lot, but also, you know, amazing. We covered wellness and self-care, personal professional development. Um, We doubled down on our mission to really figure out how to be an inclusive and belonging space. So a lot of anti-racism conversations, voter activism, lots of uh, grassroots stuff that our community really came out um, and was interested for. This year, we're moving towards kind of a week-long mini conference every month. Oh, cool. That's cool. Oh, that's what I saw. There were five emails from Martine. Oh, I got to look into that. (laughs) So we're trying to focus events to to one week um, to accomplish a number of things. One, it'll we're all going to talk tackle the same topic each month. So the whole month is going to be related in January. No surprise, it's around goals and strategies and your value-driven goals. So we have some amazing speakers lined up for not this coming week, but next week. And uh, we're going to work with our members to kind of set those goals and check in with each other. Accountability is a big thing through and through in everything that we do, because a lot of people like myself have learned through the Lola workshops that I um, really only respond to external accountability. I'm fine with letting myself down <laughs> time and time oh, again every no, day. No. So making sure you know, you know what you need from the group for support. 
Um, February is going to be around community connection. March is around um, building your financial power. So we're bringing in some um, great speakers and sponsors. We have McKinsey, who's going to kick off and share their Women in the Workplace report from 2020. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, which is... That one's important. It, mm-hmm. It's important. It's a little depressing, um, the stats, but they, they want to use that as a conversation of how do we all move forward together in 2021. Um, so we're really excited about the new pro- programming calend- mm-hmm. calendar. And then the rest of the weeks are meant to more focus on community building. So our community groups like our Encore career, so women who are not ready to retire but looking to give back, they get together and meet regularly. We just had our anti-racism accomplice group meet up. So we meet once a month to kind of continue our journey and how can we be better allies and accomplices to our Black members and Black community. Um, and then we're looking to grow more community groups. We have our working moms, freelancers and founders, et cetera. So we're excited about this shift. Um, also, you know, for us, five to seven Absolutely. events a week uh, was a little bit of a lift. So we're excited to focus on other things as well. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm just so glad to see how the Lola has evolved. I'm really, I'm really glad, especially for the diversity <laughs> piece of that. Um, and I know that's always been something that's been a part of you, but the fact that you've been able to make that happen is so impressive. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Another thing that we're excited to launch this coming week, we're welcoming about 60 Black female entrepreneurs um, into our membership and ah, uh, yeah, finding yeah. ways to support them. So it's a great partnership program that we just launched um, last year, we had a number of submissions that we were selecting over the holidays, and they are phenomenal women in the Atlanta community doing amazing, building amazing businesses from film. Okay, wait, I want an introduction to all yeah. of them. <laughs> I mean, there's like an axe-throwing um, physical space to film, to Black women in visual arts, like the variety of businesses and the things that they're doing is is awesome. We can't wait to introduce them all to the, the community. This is a good time for us to take a short break. We'll be back after a quick message. The Hello Health Clinic now offers one-time consultations through video visits. Our most popular is the Lifestyle Assessment, which is a 360-degree picture of your health and well-being across eight dimensions. Get started today. Visit our website at hellohealthclinic.com. Eileen, I've heard you speak to rooms full of women, like jam-packed full of women. And I understand that the value you place on good self-care and a healthy support system may have been learned through hard times. Yes. I wish I said I was, I wish I could say I was a person who was always um, prioritizing that, but <laughs> I think I definitely learned the hard way and kind of got a wake up call. Um, the first one definitely was, I grew up in a, a family and my dad was a physician. So I think I feel like a lot of um, kids with, physician parents maybe take that for granted. Also physicians take that for granted. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Physicians make the worst patients, like absolutely the worst. So yeah, we don't, we never really focused on health um, because we always just had, you know, a doctor right there. But um, when my dad was sick with cancer, this was my senior year of college. um, He passed away a couple years later um, through a long battle. That was like the first sort of tragic stressor physically for me. Um, and so I developed hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's and it took me a while to figure out what it was because I'd never 
gone through the process of like assessing my health and figuring out, oh, something oh, no. doesn't feel good. Wow. So I, I mean, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was depression, whatnot. I mean, a little bit of it was, but um, that was definitely the wake up call for me where, you know, the doctor was like, okay, your thyroid doesn't work anymore. You'll have to take a pill every day, which in retrospect is like the easiest thing in the world. But of course it was the most devastating thing for me to hear. Um, Cause prior to that, I, I literally had zero health problems. Um, but through that, uh, because, you know, you have to balance that thyroid once it gets thrown off um, after you have trouble, it, it can impact literally everything. Yes, um, it, it can. It so sure yeah. can. So yeah, yeah, it's a, it was a big wake up call for me, especially I'm pregnant with our second daughter, you know, doctors and OBs are really focused on that thyroid because it's so important for um, the baby to grow healthy. So I think through that, it was sort of a blessing in disguise where it helped me um, like be more attuned to my physical health um, and figure out not just through medication, but like nutrition and other things, um, how I can manage that better. You know, it's really interesting because it's like, well, I have to take a pill and I'm pregnant with my second baby. And we, we want to be happy for you, right? So I had to resist cheering because you were talking about something so scary, right? But I'm thrilled for you and your family. Thank you. Um, and I'm, I'm especially happy to hear about women who are pregnant and in leadership, right? Like the only people we can remember is like one person who was a CEO of a company who delivered a baby <laughs> while leading, right? That Those are the signs of the times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, has are you forthcoming about being pregnant in leadership, Eileen? Um, you know, I will say, admittedly, I'm less so in a pandemic because you only see, um, what is it, like shoulders up. <laughs> and you look beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and so sometimes I forget. Uh, but no, I mean, if anything, I would love to, you know, I'm, I'm very open in that um, and would love to share uh, any details and challenges and struggles. It's been I mean, the past year has been really interesting to be pregnant for sure. Um, but there's been some pros. I told you I get to wear sweatpants most of the time and not have to worry about worry about maternity <laughs> clothes, but um, other cons as well. You've been in leadership for at least a decade now. What do you think your greatest achievement has been so far? Um, you know, I, I learned by doing my first leadership position was when I started the nonprofit in 2011. Um, so as a COO, I got to hire about a team of 35 folks that were, you know, mostly younger than me. Um, I, through that, I learned that I love culture, people, people operations and figuring out kind of those intricacies in a team, how to make people feel supported, that they are adding value that I understand them as individuals. Um, and, and that company was a, a community uh, building organization as well. Um, I think I definitely realized I love doing that kind of thing, creating a really awesome community and culture for people to feel like this is for me. Um, so I think from my leadership approach definitely has been not necessarily like, you know, the top five or 10 things you do as a great leader and like with all this hierarchy and everything, I definitely um, take more of an approach of like, this is my family that I spend most of my days with. um, And how can we make sure that we all um, are on the same page as far as like our values, what we're here for, and also, if possible, like, let's have fun doing it. 
At the Hello Health Clinic, the dimension of support rounds out the last of eight dimensions that we look at as part of the lifestyle assessment. So we help women in leadership shift their mindsets away from the idea that they have to be self-sufficient to be resilient Mm -hmm. and toward the idea that an enhanced resiliency comes from using a healthy support system. It seems to me that this way of thinking comes to you naturally. How do you create a good support system for yourself? Um, I love that, that that that's like a major tenant. Um, I am actively working on it. <laughs> I know this to be true, but I am a little bit of a control freak. <laughs> so <laughs> I, will, I will continue to find myself in times. And the perfect example right now is I'm headed on maternity leave in the next month. And, you know, last year we were trying to save money and cut, cut, cut costs. So I took on a lot of um, tasks that I normally wouldn't. Um, And you know what? Fortunately, the maternity, the impending maternity leave pushed me to outsource a lot of those. So we hired a virtual assistant. Um, We planned on hiring her last March. And then, of course, we shifted gears. So um, I took those on for nine months. And again, it's more of just like the self-reflection and being attuned with myself. I found myself in the fall getting a little like crabby at all the things I was juggling. Oh, no. yeah. And, um, you know, I, I think it's just being able to identify that. But I, I wish I would have identified, you know, whenever you do identify it, you're like, I know, I, I know. I <laughs> the thing about hindsight, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're trying to be more pro proactive, helping women think through what kinds of support that they actually need. And it's so funny, because someone like you, who whose leadership style is community building and relationships even you struggle to create that backstage for yourself yeah I can like I can point that out if someone if someone's telling you something like it sounds like you need this we're good we fix that problem but yeah when it comes to yourself oh yeah everybody else's needs are really clear to me (laughs) yep exactly So the year 2020 tilted many women in business sideways. I mean, you mentioned these 60 black women who are entrepreneurs coming into the Lola. That's awesome. I've been worried about the numbers of women actually dropping out of the workforce, which unfortunately the McKinsey report you alluded to does reinforce with more objective information. Do you have any advice you can share regarding how we can take good care of ourselves while navigating through these really scary times? Um, oh gosh. I mean, I think it definitely starts with self-care because obviously if you're not good, um, if you're, you yourself are not good, you're not good to anyone. Um, it's been hard, you know, people I think have been doing a lot of reflection during the pandemic of like what self-care actually is good for you. And I thought about that and I was, I, I was like, Oh, I never really defined that for myself. And the more I thought about it, I'm like, I think I really do like spa things. Like I like massages. I like facials. I like going for a spa day. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of that stuff is not readily available during a pandemic. I know. Very, very unfortunately. Um, I like that stuff, too. <laughs> I didn't realize it. Until, it's not like I went every month. But it's just the fact that it was there and available to me, I think that was, you know, nice to know and have. Um, I tried taking a bath the other day because my husband was sweet. He, tried to, he was like, these bath salts are great for pregnancy. Like, it, it just was so uncomfortable. Um, so yeah. I think trying different things is important. Um 
I know I, I love to sleep. I've always loved to sleep. So um, trying to get those naps in and finding those times um, to make sure that you're not burnt out. And I feel like all parents and caretakers are probably burnt out at this point because they're stuck at home. Um, but I think that's really important. And as far as women leaving the workplace, I mean, it is, it's so astounding and um, discouraging because we're all doing it because we have to juggle so many different things. And the thing that gives is probably work. Um, I know that stat also is um, stacked up against um, black women, Latinx, indigenous cultures. So I think for us, like if we can focus on our self-care so we can be the best people to then do what we can to to do to impact those communities. I don't have an answer of how we can do that. Um, one of the many things that we're excited to do is to to welcome our black female entrepreneurs and see how we can um, support them and their businesses. So we're not just selecting, oh, this business is really cool. It's very much the individual. Do we think that we can make a positive impact on this individual and help them progress in their goals? Um, so our, our, I know so many of our members are excited to connect with them, mentor, support, do whatever they can um, to open and expand their networks to support these individuals. Um, so that's a start. I think we'll learn a lot from from there. Yeah, yeah. I What I like is that even though it's so daunting, the stats showing um, the headwinds that we really are facing – you know, when women support women, we can just combine the strengths and the talents of the group to figure it out, right? Like that's that's what's so special, I think, about women knowing each other. If we don't have a, a safe space to or time to even make those relationships happen, it's really nice that the Lola greases the wheels. Yeah, you know, it was funny my, when all of this came to a head, my mom looked at me and she's like, it seems obvious what the best solution is for for the business. I was like, oh, and she doesn't really comment on my business. I was like, oh, I love your mom already. She was like, you need to just take care of all the kids. I was like, yeah, I don't think that that's that simple, obviously, with the, with the virus going on. But she was like, that's what everybody needs. I'm like, no, I, I'm totally with you. Um, if we could solve that problem for everybody. <laughs> yeah, if we could just have daycare available, we'd be yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm like, I and know. not have to worry about, you know, spreading germs and all that stuff. And she was, she just looked at me, she's like, just go do it. Eileen, <laughs> 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 I, I just want to thank you for all you've done to promote women across industries. Where can we go to learn more about you and more about the Lola? Um, thank you. Yeah, we, you can go to our website. It's the-lola.com um, to learn more. And then if you click on our membership tabs, uh, we should have more information on our digital membership shortly. We, we literally just launched it in the new year. Um, so we're getting ready to welcome um, members from, you know, Atlanta and beyond. We still have our space membership. If, if anyone's interested in, in the physical space, um, the hours are limited. We're taking all the COVID precautions, but our space is open to our members. A lot of them are using it as a private workspace and an escape from their house. Um, and you can learn more about um, you can learn more about me on the website as well. Um, we're also on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Um, it's the Lola Women. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll leave all of that in the show notes from this episode. So if you're looking for it, you can always just go to our website, hellohealthtoday.com, click on resources, and Eileen's interview will be up there. 
If you're interested in hosting a Hello Health workshop, please reach out through our website. Again, that's hellohealthtoday.com. Also, please take the time right now to rate and review us. When we talk about women supporting women, it's those ratings and reviews that help other people find us. Only 21% of top podcast hosts are women. You can change that by rating, reviewing, subscribing, and tell other folks about us. Until next time, remember... Today is good. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Because I am a medical doctor, it's important for me to tell you that nothing I say here in this podcast can substitute for your doctor's advice. My lawyers make me say the same thing this way. The contents of this podcast are neither intended nor implied to be relied on for medical diagnosis, care, or treatment concerning any individual. Under no circumstances does this podcast create a physician-patient relationship, nor does it constitute engagement in the practice of medicine or the provision of any healthcare service to an individual patient. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional diagnosis and treatment. Consult a healthcare provider before making any healthcare decisions or to obtain guidance about any medical conditions. The producers of this podcast expressly disclaimed responsibility and shall have no liability for any damages, loss, injury, or liability whatsoever suffered as a result of reliance on the information contained in this podcast.